0: recorded live. Leave me alone. So even a child will understand that persistence came out. When we become adults, we we tend to forget, because we're so busy trying to be what we what we think adults should be, that we forget the parts that made up who we are. Some of our persistency in life as a child is what brought us to be this adulthood. Some of our Dreaming and imagination as a child brought us to where we are as adults. Then, when we become adults, we feel like we shouldn't dream, we shouldn't imagine. And of course, we're not going to be persistent because so we being persistent to us instead of we gay. You understand? Know okay, so we put, oh no, I'm about it, and now you're waiting on this manifestation of it, but if you don't do those things, if you don't don't realize that you dream, even in your prayer, you're imagining something, what you want to do something to come to hand. even if you're praying for good health, you know, even if you're praying for your kids to be okay, or whatever, it's it's a form of a dream, you imagine something that you want, but we don't look at it like that. we talked about faith, asking, and faith is such a key part to getting our prayer in faith, 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 faith. That is such an important thing. Um, we talked about um, praying in secret, you know. Um, we don't want to be like the Pharisees. You know, we want to pray in secret. All the time, some prayers, we pray in secret so that God can reward us openly. open you know, because we don't want to be, we, want to, we don't want to pray vain, repetition, of prayer. It's just over and over again saying the same thing. Um, I think I remember telling you guys once before about deacon um, uh, at one of our old churches that he prayed the same prayer all the time. And his kids got, got to the point that when it was time for him to pray, they knew what he was going to say. Because he said basically the same thing all the time. I mean, you gotta pray the exact same prayer all the time. That makes me wonder. Do you have faith in what you're praying about? Now, it doesn't mean that you, when you talk about being persistent, that you're not praying about the same thing. But say, finance, that you're praying about your finances. So you make your first prayer and Lord, I need you to bless me in my finances. Your next prayer request, as it pertains to that being persistent, Father, I thank you. Now you got script. You get your subscription. You begin to back it up. Your words, and this is what you're gonna do for me. So now you're supporting what you put out there. You got to go through the process. You make a request you support it like writing a paragraph. right? those topic sentence, your supporting details, and your conclusion. Okay, so you got your topic sentence. This is what I need from you guys. Your supporting detail is his word. What well, does his word, and, as it pertain to these sentences? And then your conclusion, because once you use enough details, you know, you, when you write a paragraph, I why do well, you want that detail? You can't write no more. Once you get done with enough detail, and once you get that detail part, of it, you feel confident in what you've written. So now you can close it out. And you close that with your thanksgiving and your praise and your hallelujah that is already done in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, we know that the Bible tells us that uh, our Father knows already what we have need of. Uh, We're about removing hindrances from our lives which is the sin in our lives, the lack of knowledge, the pride, and unforgiveness. We have to remove those things. We have to dismiss those things. We cannot allow those things to uh, be a part of us. And so sometimes even in that filling so in the details, God will remind you of the things that you need to do. So while you're in there trying to fill in your details, you get the scriptures, and you read that scripture, God reminds you that you offended some of them. Or well, here, the Holy Spirit will remind you that you lied about something. You didn't do something. You know, it'll come back to your remembrance. At that time, we pause and you have to forgive forgiveness for that thing. You get it straight down so that you can move forward. Because what happens is that when you run into a stumbling block, you can't go no further. So you got to remove that stumbling block. So that stumbling block means you told a lie on somebody. If you did something to somebody, if you did something wrong, if you sinned against God, whatever it is, you need to get when you need to let stumbling block, you need to tear it down. So you need to repent so that you can move on to the conclusion. We know that we have to forgive. If we don't forgive, how can our father forgive us? You know how many times you forgive? 70 times, tell me. Okay, that's more times than you can imagine. Just forgive. And it's easy to do because when you forgive people, you relieve yourself of that cancer. When you hold on to unforgiveness, you are creating a cancer bug within your own spirit. Every time you see that person, you get angry, you get upset, you get disturbed. And that person is done by their feet. They see you and don't see you. They ain't disturbed by no means, but you are disturbed. You can't enjoy the worship service. You can't enjoy an event that y'all may be at the, same, at the same time at the same time because you're disturbed with unforgiveness. You cannot hold on to unforgiveness. Um, and we have to remove that sin barrier. barrier. Um, any iniquities, or stealing, murder, adultery, any of these things that you may have, idol gods in your heart. And when we talk about idol gods, I think I mentioned this, that idols can be, um, don't necessarily have to, it to be that you somewhere worshiping Buddha or something like that. But an idol god can be a family member that you love to the power that whenever they say or do, it supersedes your relationship with the Father. Remember, he's a jealous God. So we can't let our kids become our idols. We can't let our love, our, our mates become our idols. We cannot let our vehicles, our homes, whatever it is that will take you away from loving God with the other one. And you know not look don't realize it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to step into that little area and you're like, all right. I don't serve nothing, so I don't do no chanting. I don't do none of that other stuff. I'm not with that. I believe in all money God. But you got a kid, or you got a spouse, or you got a friend, that everything they say and do kind of supersedes or controls you to a point that you don't do something that you would do with God. You don't spend some of the time that you would spend God, because you're with this person or that person is occupying the time or your mind. So those are idols. Or you love your house and your car so much. I remember they used to always tell a story about people getting new cars. And they see a little brother on the street walking. They ride, hey, y'all, see you when you get to church. And they keep on <laughs> uh, she ain't getting in my car with all those kids. You know what I'm saying? People would do something like that. It's very something like that. So they love their car, well, they love God. How can you love God who you've never seen? Yes. And don't love your brother who you see every day? Yes. Well, how do you serve, that? You serve God? You serve God who serves humanity. So, people that love you her kids. You have to get to church. Yes. You serving God. It ain't about like you. He says if you give unto the poor, you lend it to God. What better person in the world to lend something to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't gotta worry about the, the payback because the pay gonna come and you're gonna go now if you belongs that when he gives you is the pay. So of course I'm gonna lend to God every opportunity I can. Because he is the best person to lend to. Mm-hmm. Be careful of our pride. We should have a a certain measure of pride, but our pride should not again be something that we feel like we are self made. Or well, I am and I don't know about y'all. But I am here, I'm about you. You know, you and we have some people in the in the of the clergy um arena and some people who may be elders in the church or they may be on the mother's board or whatever, you know, you got this but you come from past. Of the most God. You yeah. but don't allow yourself to get so hung up in pride. Disobedience, 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 disobedience. Disobedience and unforgiveness are two of the main things that keep us in trouble. So we don't realize when we disobey the commands of God, not just his word, but when God speaks to the pastor, and the pastor is speaking to you. And you disobey, you are you're not disobeying the pastor individually, but you're disobeying God. Well, then when we disobey the law, that's another form of disobedience. Because he tells us in his word to render unto Jesus that which is Caesar, and render unto God that which is God. We have the responsibility as kingdom citizens to obey the law of this land that we live in. Okay, so disobedience and, and um my forgiveness are two cancers that will kill us. So we have to be careful that um, uh, uh, Lady said, Pastor talked to Lady was saying something in church. And Lady comes up and she said something bad. And she said, well, I was like, but she said, you know. And so he said, well, what's so, this so, going so, on? So, you know, he's trying to calm me down. I'm not talking to me, you She was basically disobeying God. Whatever the pastor was saying to her, if it was something that she had a problem with or she needed to deal with, she needed to say, okay, when the church is over, I have a word Or whatever the protocol is, or sometimes you, know, some you got to go to the secretary so the secretary can use several needs for me passed. pass. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, so that it can be talked out. But to blatantly disobey and disrespect when he speaks to you, then you put yourself in danger of not being blessed or not. Because remember, they're representatives of God. We speak for God, not for ourselves. And sometimes, you know, like, y'all know me, you know, I don't, when I was going to the whole church, I was going to you know, go crazy. I, I knew it was job, you, know, so, you know, that's me. You know, but everybody's not like that. You know, some people are calm and they can, they can handle it. I was just be so excited. I'm bumming over, you know. So I just go crazy. But everybody's not like that. So how I matter, you have the responsibility Lastly, one of the things that uh, keeps your prayer from being answered is to honor your wife. I think passing on the only man here. I think you know that's the service. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Our next part of our lesson is talking about entering into a successful prayer life. Anybody want to be successful in their prayer? Yeah. You know, just want to say, you know, like somebody called you, like people call you and ask you to pray for them now because they know you go to church. You know, but how about when they call you and actually pray for them, you know without talking about. when you say that prayer, it's going to be answered. You know, you're just like, okay, let me to pray for you, you know, and then I thought you get to the point where you just see situations you just start praying for and seeing a change and other people lie. You know, you riding on the bus, and you're riding down the street and you see, long okay, case you just say a prayer and you know that God is going to, you know, work everything out. No, you know, not just say a prayer, but say a prayer and know that this prayer is going to be answered. Well, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, for rightly to the word truth." Many years throughout the church history, the emphasis has been on studying the word of God. You know, everybody can study the word, and study the word, and study the word, and study the word, and study, you hear it all the time. You need to study your Bible. You got to study your Bible. The word of knowledge is like, um, I'm sorry, I my thing. Uh, when we study God's word, we study to gain God's approval, and we thank God for everything that we learned through those years. But we didn't know that the true study should only be dedicated to learning without natural mind, but also allowing the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. So when we study those times. I said, so that's my word. It's not just information. Like when we read, when we first start reading, we read and we just. i Okay. Um, James one, twenty two and twenty four says, "Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, um, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was, mm. looking at the man in the mirror." <laughs> Uh, we don't want to just read the word and know what the word says. Like, sorry, what does John 3:10 say? You know, what does 1:32 say? Well, you can just quote them and quote them and quote them and quote them. Okay? People are a lot of things, A lot of people that pass standardized tests, they pass standardized tests a lot of times so they can just memorize Now, they know how to answer the question, but if they had to take the time and write an essay about the answer, they couldn't do it. Because they don't have a clue about the true inside of what they're talking about. They just know how to get an answer. You know, um, math is one of those things where um, you can just, you can, you, you, when I was a kid, you can do math backwards to figure out an answer. But do math, you can't. You know how you look at the problem, you just work it backwards, and then you can come up with the an answer. But when you work it backwards, you get the number that you began with. No, I was not say. So back in the old days, we <laughs> <yeah>, get old now, <laughs> you can work it backwards? And that's how, um, when working it backwards to find the an answer, did nothing to mean that I knew how to do problems. You understand what I'm saying? I can work it backwards. I can sit down and figure it out and work step by step backwards and get that number that they to begin with. Absolutely, but I don't know. No problem. No problem solved. Yeah. now that's what they do that or full of you know and- know that you were threatened by long-suffering, time, and space, and the sense of yourself and so are uh, all in this area. Our will and our emotions do not be very careful because the emotions is one thing that gets in a lot of trouble. But a lot of times we end up in off cases because of their emotions. When somebody says they're talking about you feel like they have scars or emotions worship in spirit. A lot of times we worship out of flesh. So you go into the motions of worship or you're imitating what's in the presence of you for worship, but you're not worshiping from spirit. Which means that you don't always do exactly what everybody else is doing. You are worshiping in your own manner. Uh, that is your worship, your personal worship to the Father. John 4, 23 and 24, it says, But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him, God in spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It is not enough to just study and pray, Uh, but we are to pray to God the Father, through his Son, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, So a combination of the three, acknowledging where each one of them are and who they are, God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit is our conqueror. Our conqueror is here, comforting us now, you know, he cares. When um, he told the disciples that he's going where he died, I will you to comfort. I won't leave you comfortless. comfort list. But if you don't invite him to be there, to be a part of you, to comfort you, then he just stands back get away. Okay. If you can't me, me to jump in, I can jump in. But, you know, if you don't invite me, I'm, I'm just here. So we have to embrace all three of them, embrace the Trinity as such. God the Father is our example. Jesus prayed to God and His Father. Okay? Um in the name of Jesus. That's our our signature card. That's our signature. In the name of Jesus. When we pray, we sign our prayer in the name of Jesus. That stamp sealed and delivered. You don't have to worry about it. You know how I just, when you go down and get your birth certificate, it ain't no good till they put that sealed seal on. Well, your prayer ain't no good that you put that seal on in the name of Jesus. We are to pray to God in the name of Jesus. Our position before God is in Jesus, and we are justified through him. Remember, when he looks at us, he don't look at us as we are. He looks at us through the blood of his son. Okay, so we need that hill. John 15 and 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that what Ever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. So you need that field. So that you ask it in His name, He's gonna give it to you. you know, so you do all those through whatever your prayers are blah, 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 my husband, my king, my job, my this, my education, my this, my this, my health, my love, my cousin, my, my auntie, my uncle, my love, whatever you're praying about. When you get done with all of them, you, you have to pray. Then you feel it in. Name of Jesus. Standing on the word that he says, Whatever you ask my Father in my name, he may give it to you. Okay? Again, that's not just knowing the scripture, but understanding what the scripture is saying to you. Having a revelation about what it says. He didn't just say, To just pray in my name. He says, With when you, um he said, whatever you ask, by the Father in my name, He may give it to you. So He didn't just give you some information that's been like, oh, okay, you yeah. know, so if I the key in this way, this door opens. He didn't give you just general information. This is more than a million dollars worth of information right here. You know what I'm saying? You can't even put money on the value of this information. Then whatever I ask, if I say in the name of Jesus, that God is giving you. Uh-huh. You know, we have to. Be, we have to here. We again, we should be dreaming. We should be dreaming. We should be dreaming. We should, be dreaming. We should have not just for ourselves, but for our family. <laughs> my ultimate dream is to build a community, a gay community for my family. But <laughs> well, I, I can be close to my grandkids, so I can see them when I want to see them. <laughs> That's my optimism. Uh, I've always dreamed and had a desire that we would all live on one block. Hmm. I, do. I do. I do. I love you a whole lot. No matter how I'm saying it. Well, you guys are just confused. No, they're wild. They're not going to be I have a great love for my kids. I'm always done it. I'm not a bad person. That's all I've been wondering. That we can live in a community. I mean, to me, the whole time is a living community. Do you know how much we could benefit from if we all stayed in, in the same area? How much we can help each other realistically? But as a people, uh, we've come to, a, as an African-American culture, we've come to a place where we, I, me, my, not. You understand what I'm saying? We get out of uh, the we get out of idea of what our parents, our great grandparents did. They all lived along the road,
1: mm-hmm. okay.
0: And one household might have had some chickens. God with the right attitude. Now, we've talked about this. we talked about the repentance. Repenting, we talked about being humble, humility, we talked about obedience and faith. Those are all key factors to helping to build a successful prayer line. We must go to the Father. First, we repent. okay? And then the Lord's Prayer, he's taught us to pray. Forgive us our sins. This should always be a part of your prayer line. Because we sin daily either by omitting to do something or committing to do something. So there's a the constant thing within our body. So it's important for us to always ask for forgiveness you know. Um Humility means to show a differential or submissive respect to God. It means to submit to the opinion the wishes, and the decisions of God through respect and recognition of his authority, knowledge, and judgment. And to know we are coming in his name not in our own knowledge, condition or ability. So we have to humble ourselves before God. You know, we can't go a prideful When um, without hear, you know, like look oh, God, this is what I need, this is what I want, you know, without acknowledging that He is God and humbling ourselves before Him and submitting in respect to Him as God. Second Chronicles 7 14 says, if my people who are called my name will humble themselves to pray, see my faith, turn from wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal the lame. Second, Chronicles so second, Then it talks about obedience. And we talked about this already. First John 3 and 22 and whatsoever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments. Because we keep his commandments and those things that are pleasing in his sight. Okay. So that's why we can go to him and we can ask and know that we're going to receive it because we keep his command. We obey and we do things that are pleasing in his sight. Lastly, we talked about his faith. When Jesus was ministering to the people, he continually encouraged them in their faith. He continually encouraged them. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must come, must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Faith is important. Luke 8, 48. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. So repeat. Mark 9 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible than him who believes. Again, building your faith. Building your faith. Building your faith. Well, does God get faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Building your faith. Building your faith. Uh, this faith, I said. faith, faith on forgiveness, and disobedience. Those are three things that we as believers should never let go unnoticed in our lives. We should be constantly working on building our faith. We should be constantly working to be obedient, and we should be constantly working to be forgiving. Okay. those are things that we should conquer. Those are things that, that our forgiveness and that disobedience are cancelled to us. They will destroy us. You know, but sometimes we be disobedient. We'll realize we're being disobedient and we keep on doing. And we keep on doing. Well, he's not listening to me. It's not he's not listening to you. You're not lining up. Yes, right. And fact. You know, we gotta have faith, we gotta have faith, we gotta have faith. Those are some key marks for us as believers. Okay? Um, our step to success and prayer is abiding in Christ. John fifteen and says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will act um you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. The first step of praying, the prayer is a body in Christ. We are to develop a lifestyle of being in Him. Jesus said, if we do not do this, we can ask whatever we desire, and it will be done. David said that the Lord will give us the desire of our heart if we first delight ourselves in Him. As we do this, we are... Change, and so his life, our desires become in line with his character. So as you're building your faith and you're studying the word, what happens is your thinking and your desires become more of the desires that God has for your life. You said, I'm supposed to know what I'm supposed to do. Well, the Lord is providing him and time with him, then he's releasing you. You begin to think about different things. Your thought process changes. And so as it's changing, that change is God infiltrating your thinking. And he creates inside of you the things that he wants, the places he wants to go, the desires that he has for you. He's infiltrating your thinking and causing those desires to come out. So like, oh, he's like, hmm. but ten years God I mean, but now, you know, my thought process And that's because I spent time abiding in Him and allow Him to abide in me, therefore, He can lead me and He can guide me in the direction that He has for me. You know, He says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. He has a plan for all of us. You know, and so, but uh, we have to get ourselves in a place where we can line up and follow the plan. And that's the in Him. Any time he his work. Building our faith. And as you do those things, what happens is your thought again, he begins to infiltrate your thinking pattern, so that your thoughts become the thought that he has for you. So then when you begin to pray, the prayer that you pray, he already had that in mind for you. It's already there. All you have to make a request for it and he can release it. But you can't release it until you're ready for it. like giving the kid a million dollars. You will not give Sam $1,000 right now today. Because what would she do with $1,000? Not anything that we think is worth doing. <laughs> you know, so we have to be in line. But when Sam gets a certain age, she can have a $1,000. Because her thinking about a $1,000 will be different. Her thought process about money will be totally different. Because she's grown. She's mature to another level. So, as we grow in the truth of love, then God can then allow His thoughts to become our thoughts. Because our thoughts begin the line up with His word. Psalm 37 and 4 says, Enlighten yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Act according to His truth. The Apostle John gave us a wonderful promise that if we ask anything according to God's will, we have what we ask. First John 5, 14, 15. Four. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we uh, have the petition that we have James wrote that we will not receive the answers to our prayers if we act contrary to the will of God, selfishly, with carnal motives, for our own prayers. Um, I was thinking today. <laughs> I was thinking about something, and as I was thinking about it, it was something that was going to give me. It was a selfish stuff. It was. A, sometimes i was thinking about somebody else. I don't know if it was about my mother or what. But it was something. Whatever it was, it was. it was, it was selfish. Because it was going to make my life easier, free, or from something. At Holy spirit, as I was thinking about it, as good as the thought came, home spirit reminded me that it's selfish. It to think of you know, because sometimes we want things to be comfortable and easy. You know what really? Why do not you live across the street in her in the city home? You got her own apartment. you can't live with me. Why shouldn't we be across the street? And I can just run across the street and take care of her and come back and get here, her that stop it. Think about me. It ain't got nothing to do with her taking her out of the environment. My mother has lived in that environment her entire life. She has never lived out of the 39, 35th Street, King's Grass area. She's lives in Air Brownsville. She's lived in Bronzeville all her life. Uh, the brother she got out of Bronzeville they moved down to 61st and King right. Cry. <laughs> but she still went back to thirty fifth and King Cry and get all busy. So that's as far as she's got well and she stayed with me when we lived out here. Um, when I was a younger child, she lived up uh, um, not long. She was born on forty something and forty. So Bronzeville her life. Mm-hmm. So for me, because I live in Park 4. For me to conveniently move her to a uh, senior building out here in Park Four, that would be very convenient. You know, she had to go to the hospital with us, be right there in that area. You know what I'm saying? I, that's selfish. Because she's familiar here. That's her comfort zone. So to take her out of her comfort zone so that I can be confident would be selfish. So I we'll have to make that right. Asking things that are contrary to God's will is are uh, having carnal motives. You know, you don't got to that, they won't be decent yeah. on the carnal things, things that are unvalued. You know, or things for your own pleasure. I feel like she did that, but I know. Don't think people don't think like that's wrong. Girl, please, people think like that for real. Don't you think they do If you can get in the mind of some people, you will be surprised to say what they will think. I ain't talking about people out there. Some of them folks in here. <laughs> yeah. And all of them, oh, I mean, all of them young, the young ones thinking that this is an old girl. That's all they tell me. So like, where are you, huh? Hmm. Anyway. But uh, <laughs> so we have to make sure that we're asking according to God's so will, we we you know. And like I said, the more that we pray and spend time in His Word, the more we study the Word, our He will interpret our thought patterns to such a point that when we um, ask, them, that ask for things, things that we're going to ask for, not He's already for us because He has the plan laid out. It's a way like for us to get in line to be able to utilize the plan that's already there. Um, pray and God and tell us. John 16 and 13 says. However, when he Pray first, looking to the Holy Spirit for help. Uh, Romans 8:26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our reason, but we do not know what we should pray for as we are. So the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us, but His we cannot be other. It's important. I I wish y'all had been there last week in Houston. We actually got a chance to see. The gifts operate, uh, the gift of tone, and then the gift of interpretation. We we actually uh, served uh, Holy Spirit within that seat, and uh, somebody acknowledged, uh, raised uh, raised their hand. They had a word from the Lord. Bishop acknowledged the young lady, and she went forth in told, him, and you know Bishop. Firm believer that it got to be confirmed <laughs> with the word. And um, another another preacher um, began to um, exhort the meaning of what she had preached. And it was funny because it all lined up with what he was preaching and that get not talk to either one of them. And we had, as a matter of fact, that night, and another night, we had those, a night like we had, when you all were here, but the Holy Spirit just failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, just, was the second time it happened. Well, that was the first time when the Holy Spirit failed. I said, the second night, it happened. that he came out, he was praying. was laying hands. He's proctoring. He's like, hey, come on. I don't know. You know, he's like, there was just another one of them. And then he came. He actually came back because uh, a guy came down the aisle and bowed down at the altar. And Mr. Hilliard said he stayed in there because the Lord told him that somebody was gonna come bow at the altar. He laid hands on him and prayed for him. Um, I'm sorry. Um. So, we're talking about praying in the spirit. It is a really awesome gift that the believer needs to exercise. You will be surprised at the strength and the revelation that you get you exercise it. You'll be surprised at even how you pray uh, about things that are to come that hasn't been happening yet. But so you're in the you see, you're stopping things from a different areas of your life in the life of your family. So it's a very essential part of our lives. Jesus, in whom Christ, we have boldness and access with confidence and faith. We are to pray honestly, intensely, without ceasing, constantly, effectively, furiously, Labor in the Word. Paul labored firmly in prayer. Surely with his great ministry and with the book he wrote, he didn't find it easy to take time for prayer. And yet he wrote these words always laboring fervently in the prayer. Colossians 4.12 Ephraim, who is one of you a servant of Christ reaches you. Always laboring firmly for, your, for you in prayer that you may stand perfect and complete in the real time so you know prayer you have to make time for it you have to do it it's not it's not an option as a believer that it's not an option that we have to not pray um, we, it's a, it's a major responsibility on our on our part you know again when I always talk about um, as believers we get our direction our daily lives, we pray. Um, when you spend time in prayer, as you're and God is speaking to you, you know, in his still small voice, he's redirecting things that you will probably do. But when you spend time with him in prayer, it's easy to follow the Holy Ghost. Because what happens is it's really connecting your spirit. It gives you another level of strength and connecting. So when the spirit tells you to turn left, You'll just turn left and think nothing else about it. But when we don't spend a lot of time here, we've we had a battle. If I turn left, I'm going to be fast, I'm already ready, right? You know, if I stop here, and sometimes he'll tell you to stop, or he'll tell you to turn, or he'll tell you to cross the street, or he'll tell you to speak to somebody. He, he'll tell you different things to do, and, like, you, you have a second thought. This morning, I had an experience. I'm going to stop right here because I want to talk about fasting, but I want to put the time on that. Um, I had an experience this morning. Did you not been out of work for four days? And so, my regular friends, when I got there, they were like, Good morning, Miss Linda. You know, we had our little breeze or whatever. And I'm a hostess. I do a lot of hugging at work. I mean, other folks at work guys. And so, I'm hugging. uh, So, I'll go down to one of the classrooms where I have a few friends and I. um, when I say friends, I mean people that are closer to me than others. Everybody's my friend, but these people are people I are very kind with are eating and you know. So I go out to get the menu to order my lunch for today. Oh, as I was standing at the door, a Caucasian woman said, I said, Good morning. She said, Good morning, Miss Linda. And I said, Well, how are you? And she opened her eyes for me to hug her. This is not a person that I normally hug. But if you ask me for a hug, I'll hug you. You know, so that to me, she just asking for a hug, so I hug her. And then she said, "I feel much better now." Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad flabbergasted that I can get to hug of the person that I looking in there to see. And I didn't think about it until I was on my way home. Because that thing it just stunned me. It's like it's a surprise. This is not a person that I spend a lot of time having a conversation with. But there are times that she and I are in the lunchroom together, and there's no one else there. And he's trying to hold little conversation, but most times if I have one of those months that I know be pretty much by myself, I always carry a book on my headphones. But she'd be talking and I you know I communicate back like with her son, but I pretty much be like I'm trying to read this book or I'm doing this. But I'm like, oh like, you just, you just The impact you have on the lives of the people that you are running. You know, and so we have to be careful that we always Almost as much as you possibly try to get to get in right, because mm-hmm. if we don't, people are hurt when we don't. It's like a child is disappointed, like you said, it's going to give them some Christmas, you don't get it, and he's like, "I'm gonna get some mm-hmm. Or a child is dealing with an uh, absent parent who said, "I'm gonna come pick you up for your birthday," and don't never show up. That type of disappointment—that's the type of disappointment people have when they have confidence in your walk as a believer. You know, I mean, like a lot of the, especially the Caucasians that I'm over there of the Catholic faith. So, you know, they don't have, they don't believe like we believe. They're not connected with God the way we're connected with. You know, we reach I feel the blood running through my brain, you know, my connection. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have that type of connection. So they they want, because that's a part of the human nature, to be connected to something. They desire to have it, but that's just not their culture. this is not their culture. It just kind of be, can be filled around for it. So they, they come to system, they find somebody who is connected like that. Give you some of it. You know, you know, give me some of it. Hold it give me some of that. I don't, God, I don't like that. And anyway, Lord, we thank you. We pray to you. Any questions or thoughts before I close up? Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify your holy name. God, we thank you for this blessing. This blessing has been such a blessing to me, oh God, that even in my own prayer life, oh God, I've learned some great things, and some new things. Father God, I am asking that you will bless us like never before God, that our prayer line will be so strong. that so without a doubt, we will know every time we ask you for anything, that it will happen immediately in our lives. Father God, we ask you that you will bless these those that are not here, God. We respect the praying for Precio, God. We pray praying completely, and total healing on her body in the name of Jesus. Father God, we praying for our pastors that you will continue to give her wisdom and knowledge so your people God for you listening. in morning. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,